Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Warm-ups, not really, but when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Care to expand on that? I just woke up feeling real dangerous. All right, guys, welcome to the Oklahoma Breakdown, brought to you guys by SB Nation's Crimson and Cream Machine. I'm your co-host, Kami and Robbie, and joined with Jack Shields and the dudes from Sooners Wire via USA Today. Braden Conover and Keegan Renault. We're fresh off day one from Big 12 Media Days. How you guys doing, man? Welcome, guys. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for having us on. Yeah, we're doing great. Man, it's been an interesting day, to say the least, right? That's one way to put it. For Big 12 Media Days, the first guy up is Les Miles. And what, what, what are the initial reactions you guys get from him? I, I was just uncomfy from the get-go <laughs> like as soon as he started talking about the puka situation because he addressed that first he wanted to get out in front of that and he was flipping through like you said earlier like his bible-like mm-hmm. papers he I, I don't think he could read it no right? no it looked like he couldn't even read his own handwriting from his lawyer he was really uncomfortable <laughs> it was so weird and it's it's upsetting because i was i've spent like the last five or six months Hyping myself up for, oh, wow, Les Miles is going to be really fun at Big 12 Media Days. Ha, ha, ha. That's been like a narrative I've been pushing for like months. That was your thing like this months. morning. Yeah. Yeah. And then about five minutes in, I'm like, what's going on? This yeah. is uncomfortable. I want to leave. I, yeah. I sat through a David Beatty press conference last year at Big 12 Media Days. And I, leaving Les Miles today, and I tweeted this out, that... I was never more convinced that Les Miles, like Kansas is going to be t- terrible, absolutely horrible. I don't think he has any clue what he's going to do this what year. What gave you that feeling other than just like all hope and despair <laughs> yeah. being gone? Like how many questions did he get asked about the offense? How many times did he like stop what he was saying in the middle of his answers? I mean, the guy put on a show in the wrong way today because we talked about we're like oh man we got to go see les miles back in the big 12 i mean this guy's always a good interview mm-hmm. and it left all of us feeling very uncomfortable <laughs> and he, he damn near killed sam mays today like <laughs> oh nearly God. he nearly died like at jerry yeah. world yeah. yeah when he when he said hey man yeah uh, there's a there's a i'm coming into a lot more talent at kansas 
then when I started with off with at Oklahoma State, that's objectively I, everybody. Untrue. Everybody just like looked around at each other like at media days, like what the. My eyes fuck? immediately went to Sam Hayes, and it looked like he yeah. was just gonna like run up on the stage and murder Les Miles in front of everybody. It was just like the most awkward thing, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like nobody believes this. Nobody believes that shit. Yeah. First of all, and second of all, like this is after he read his testimonial about Puka Williams. It was just so <laughs> it was, awkward it was and uncomfortable. Flex. It was he made that situation worse than what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Absolutely. I would definitely say that he made it a lot worse. <laughs> They're like, "Yeah, I stand by the one game suspension. Uh, yeah. Everything's everything's fine." Like, but Ooh. nothing. Things against women can't happen in my program. And then he goes, right. yeah, but I'll stand by my one game. When or the one game suspension. What did they say? It was by the university yeah. or something like that. And Bowlesby, somebody asked Bowlesby a question about it, right? Before yeah. everything yeah. Start, even started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, hey, what's your, uh, do you stand by that one game suspension? Do we know any details of like, what actually happened? No, I don't. No. And, that's, no. that's, and, and he, co- <laughs> he covered it with a blanket statement, essentially. Uh-huh. No. And it was just really, really weird. And so that entire less smile situation was just awkward from the get go. Even though I was very excited to hear him talk. Yeah, I, like I was able to follow him in, and kind of just wanted him to reach down and even just grab some turf just mm-hmm. before he went on. I mean, he nothing I expected from him today. I mean, that was kind of a joke, but really nothing that less miles showed that can't like. I don't think he's excited for Kansas football. You know, does Who that make is? sense? Who I know. I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the I season he, hasn't even started, and he's already defeated. Oh, absolutely! And I told you all of this earlier. I mean, he's going to spend more time fundraising this year than yeah. he's going to be focusing yeah. on football. Bet the under when you're betting games. It's all, that, <laughs> it's all those Rick Ross appearances, man. He's got to do all the fundraising. Wait, do we know what the attendance was at that thing? I, I mean, I s- also the weird tangent he took talking about LSU when he was asked about the 08 Orange Bowl team for Kansas. He took some weird tangent and talked about LSU because he was coaching LSU at the time. Yeah, he made sure to flash his national title ring a few times too, yeah. like wiggling his fingers. Yeah, who wears so an L- who wears their old national championship ring to a new? Did Steve Spurrier? I mean, Steve Spurrier wouldn't do that. No, he, did, and he went fingers. to South Carolina. That's terrible. Less miles. And they went though. to South Carolina. But yeah, less miles would. <clears throat> so that was that was like one of the more memorable moments of the day, just because how it started. It was so awkward, so uncomfortable, and everybody was just like cringed out to the max yeah, great way to start the day and it took then, mike gundy to yeah. wake everyone up for real it really did mm-hmm. gary patterson has his little cockroach comment in between <laughs> that was so awkward but what less was more awkward him talking about cockroaches or his wife that's the real question yeah Woo! he started fifth yeah he started in <laughs> fifth place with his wife man <laughs> and waited it out is that what he said yeah. he said i was the Fifth best man, and uh, you know it's got to outlast everybody. Have that cockroach outlast DNA. Outlast everybody. Yeah. How how can people construe the word outlast <laughs> in this context? Any way you want. Any way you want. Jack. It was just like the most awkward thing. And Gary Patterson, he was Gary Patterson. You know, like it was it was pretty simple. And Mike Gundy, like you said, like he was the one that pretty much woke a lot of people up. Mm-hmm. And his interview, his presser was just straight up like him just <coughs> falling on his sword, roughly like. Half the I time. really wasn't expecting that. I was I really impressed. Wasn't. I was too. I, I, yeah, that's what I took away. I, was, I don't know if that's him buying another four years at OSU, mm-hmm. but it worked. There's like, zero it, it middle probably, ground. You're right. It probably yeah. actually may yeah. have worked. There's I mean, he zero, may get another letter. There's yeah, zero yeah. middle ground for me with Mike Gundy. He's either doing something incredibly impressive, or he's saying something like, uh, 
he's having his SID tell everyone that he's going to revoke their credentials if they <laughs> ask about uh, Jalen McCleskey or something like that. Or he says something regressive about amateurism or something mm-hmm. like that. Some antiquated take on amateurism. He's either, he's either doing something incredibly stupid and tactless, or he's being my hero. There is zero in between in this situation. Today, he was kind of my hero. He was well, great. He's he, half business, half party. Yeah, like See, there, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if there is one thing Mike Gundy will always have going for him, it's that Which, that mullet. And he almost cut it off last night. Yeah, oh, yeah. He <sighs> talked about it. He's like, "Oh man, I might get a haircut." Do we know who asked that? I don't. It was remember. someone by us. But I mean, I was like, "Why are we talking about this dude's mullet?" Was it somebody from Oklahoma? Oh, no, it was. It was the very last question of his <laughs> yeah. presser. Yeah, and they're like, "Sorry, sorry to ask this, coach, but uh." Got to ask about no, the mullet. It wasn't the guy for anybody from the Oklahoma. It was someone in front of us. But yeah, Gundy fell on his sword just 100% saying he felt like last season was his fault, that he let the <laughs> small things go, and that filtered down to the coaches and the players, and it was a total failure on his part. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I've never seen Gundy be that honest with this. Because like last year, he caught so much flack and criticism about all that stuff, and he. Just didn't admit any of it. And then he comes to media days and completely just falls on his own sword and just says, yep, I fucked up. Like, everything last year, my fault. It's from the top to bottom. And, you know, I'm really excited. And he was like, I'm really excited for this year because we're not going to do that this year. And I was like, In the break-off session, he did double down on letting older players play above younger Mm. players, underclassmen. He was talking about... Wait, that was a thing? Yeah. Yeah, he was talking about at a how, college program. How Drew Brown, <laughs> right? How Drew Brown came across the country from Hawaii to uh-huh. come play for mm-hmm. Oklahoma State, and he's like, "Well, I feel like I owe him something for that." Mm-hmm. In- interesting. It's uh, it was weird. Th- that would be something Oklahoma State would do it's, if Spencer Sanders yeah, actually is yeah, looking right. twenty times better. And That's essentially start. what happened with Corn Dog last year. <laughs> right. Well, it he's is. a fifth year senior and he's been a good teammate, so <laughs> Corn Dog is going to play yeah. all year. Yeah, he oh, he's he's done so much for the program, sticking around for these this many years. It's like if he's stuck around this long and he hasn't started yet, probably not good. And just like Gundy being Gundy, and he he said like you know we're not sure about the quarterbacks. We might we might even start the season off. With two, two quarterbacks. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Come on. But for the most part, a very respectful kind of deal with Gundy just saying, you know what? Whatever. He, he did have the quote of the day that we didn't hear, though. You ready? This was according to Holly Rowe. He said that on most important things in life right now that everyone is talking about, religion, politics, and the portal. Jeez. The Holy was Trinity. that not a topic of conversation this morning? It, it was. Bob Bowlesby, a lot of people had interesting... I mean, <coughs> he can't do anything about that, right? He said he's right. on some sort of rules committee, mm-hmm. but he... I mean, like, I, I felt for him because like, I was like, I mean, you can't do anything about that. And I don't think they can, because like, they... One of the questions asked to Lincoln Riley was about Austin Kendall's situation... And then, of course, there's an article. He doubled, he doubled down on it. They, 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 yeah, they said he doubled <laughs> down on it, right? Yeah. What a, I mean, the way the question was asked, I mean, we're, Braden, we, we're good. We're going to keep going here. But, yeah. I mean, he to say he doubled down on it, like, did you even watch the question? But just like. Or listen to the question? Because they asked him about it. Mm-hmm. And he was very candid at the podium. And he was like, no, man, like. The deal, the deal wasn't about him, 
just like the deal wasn't even about him transferring to West Virginia. He was going to transfer to West Virginia regardless. And he thinks that the one-year rule and policy is healthy for college football. And I think Bowlesby said that, and I think another head coach reiterated that. It's like that one-year policy, if you sitting out, is it's good for the Big 12 were, and it's good for football. Were you there at the end when he asked that to Lincoln Riley in the breakout <coughs> sessions? Were any of you all there? Nope. I don't think so, no. Um, I was Lincoln, leaving my seat. Jeez. Um, Riley basically looked back at the guy and was just like he posed the question to him and like Baker Mayfield transferred from Texas Tech to Oklahoma oh no I was there I was there yeah I was right next to you and Oklahoma fought for the question and Lincoln Riley just kind of looked at him and was like no, that's that's not <laughs> what really happened. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, what, the click. Hey, oh, we didn't fight right. for that. The clickbait people were out everywhere today. That's right, because he was like, "Man, how are you going to say that about Austin Kendall?" But you fought for that Mayfield eligibility, and you fought for that. You fought for the Mayfield. Two like, things: Lincoln Riley's not even in Norman in yeah. 2014, and two, that is never how it went. Yeah, they. I mean, why wouldn't you file an appeal? Yeah. But yeah, Lincoln, Lincoln mean, was like, "Bro, no, that wasn't even the point. No, I wasn't like, he's like, I want anyone here. Like, they, did we get for the fifth year? Yeah, sure, for fifth year is fine. But no, we we, we always understood he can, was going to sit up there. Can we discuss? Y'all were over there, I believe. Yeah, we were there L- when Lincoln was asked a question about East Carolina and Texas. Please tell me you were. Braden's about to walk back, but Brad, I mean. Link, were you there when the person asked him about the intent? Like, did he? intend maybe to go to texas after he left east carolina or if i was not there i wish i was oh my god i I literally wanted to look at someone just be like what what the fuck did this guy just ask going into like his official power with second third year with oklahoma and he's like Like, uh, yeah you know east carolina if he's gonna go anywhere he's gonna go to the nfl Mm -hmm. but then the guy had the audacity to follow that up with well if they didn't contact you would you have been interested anyways and now, and Lincoln was like, "No, like." He's, he's trying to do the, you know, that Nick Saban story that came out, like, jeez, that re- resurfaced. Oh, about ago, yeah, about, about how Nick him Saban going to Texas. was told no. That would have made some group happy. So, let's let's talk about Lincoln Riley. How does pressure come off to you guys? Coach speak. They're here. I mean, yeah. they're here. Yeah, it's just like uh, Oklahoma's here. Like B- Barry Trammell starts off very first question says. Oh, so uh, Lincoln, you know, of course I'm paraphrasing. Lincoln, uh, you know, the defense has to play better because the offensive production is going to take a dip. And <laughs> Lincoln's first response is, well, we don't expect a dip in offensive production. And then goes, and then what was the second part again? And then he started start talking about how much the defense is going to improve. <laughs> I mean, that's Lincoln Riley. Jay, it doesn't matter who his quarterback is. He He's probably more confident than any player on that offense. I mean, statistically speaking, it probably will dip because the crazy seasons that Baker yeah. and Kyler have had. Plus, mm-hmm. the tempo will likely go down. I think efficiency will still be up there. Oh yeah, absolutely. But you're going to be running probably fewer plays this year with your offense. From I mean, to keep you the defense think, off the field. Yeah. Well, and just and the way, that suits Jalen Hurts' Jaylen, game yeah. as well. I mean, <coughs> excuse me. It's so. probably more ground and pound than finesse as it's been in like the last mm-hmm. maybe year and a half. Yeah, yeah running back depth. And, yeah. and honestly. They don't really have a wide receiver that's just going to take the top off a of defense like Marquise Brown had either. They, I guess the Charlie closest Rambo, thing would be Rambo, yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think each of those three freshmen are capable of it, though. Like, Theo Weiss would probably be one who is probably mostly going to take the top off of a defense out of those guys, but all of them could. Mm-hmm. 
but how much playing time would each of those three get? I mean, I, you, there's one ball. You know, yeah. Bridges <laughs> right. seems like the most likely of the three, oddly enough, but... Just because they're missing a slot guy? Yeah, yeah, that, and I mean, he seems to be m- as physically ready as any of the three as well, from what I've seen at least, but... uh yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you don't have anyone even of close to the mold of Marquise Brown, but uh, no. I think we may see one of those three receivers that are coming in, use those four games, and then sit the rest of the season out just to oh, keep. Which of those I'd three, expect though? Two of the, two of the <laughs> yeah. three probably more than likely really? at this point, right? Yeah, I yeah mean, and, I, and I posed this question to Jack on the on the way down here was, <coughs> who do you expect to have more catches during the season? You think Michael Jones or Drake Stoops? Oh. Right? I don't think either of them are going to have many. You know but... what's wild is I it was about a week ago, and I went back and started to watch some 2017 games, and I went and watched the game against TCU just because one of our guys was talking about. Um, You're talking about the Big 12 championship, Big 12 game? championship yeah. game? Like, Michael Jones was mm-hmm. a huge factor. Yeah. In that huge, season. yeah. Huge. Where, First I mean, touchdown he, out of he the was, He was the Charlie Rambo of hurt. yesteryear. Did he get hurt last year? Oh, well, something. Dude, that's a story of his, that's story of his career. He's had a chronic <laughs> shoulder issue. I mean, you remember the 2017 season. I think it was the game at Kansas State. He lands on that shoulder on like a 30-yard reception, mm-hmm. pops it out, and then pops it back in and goes back into the game. Like a man. I mean, <laughs> he, yeah. he's, yeah. I mean he's not going to sit out any games mm-hmm. it, if he's not truly feeling something bad, yeah. or the medical staff's really... If he's above 50%, he's going to play. Of course, yeah. Tough kid, for sure. I mean, so where that's another thing, too, is like, where does even those two fit into the equation on at the, in their receiving core? I don't even know, because I, it's like, it's, I don't think it's going to be spread them around no. system that's been in the last four years. They're mm-hmm. gonna. I feel like they're going to do a lot of read option that they'll actually read on the option mm-hmm. i think there'll be a lot of play action uh and they'll take shots deep but i think it'll like it'll be intermediate throws and about efficiency and but yeah. i also think teams early on in the season will you know not we gotta remember here jalen hurts isn't even the starting quarterback yet <laughs> yeah that was the bottom line on espn if i recall yeah. correctly he's, like he's got God, I, didn't get, ago. I didn't get a picture of that he's got a how it, it, I, I mean, big, well, big scoop there. Yeah. Mordecai's giving him a hell of a run. Yeah, so. super hell of a run. I, I, I won't. I mean, I tweeted this in January. Is this not ridiculous? And I, mm. I, I'm not. I'm not one that really just go off like this sometimes. But mm. I, I mean, is it? It's kind of questioning our intelligence, right? It's like Jalen Hurts isn't transferred from Alabama to come not to start. <clears throat> he would have gone to Maryland, right. to start. It's a lot. Like. I hear the uh, the argument of like, oh, well, they're trying to you know placate uh, Mordecai's dad or something like that. Mordecai's dad reads all the headlines and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, he's, he's not tweeting emojis. He's, yeah, it, it's yeah, it, it's it's silly. I don't understand the benefit of it. Now, the only thing that they could get out of it is that Mordecai is here next season. Because if you really look at yeah. it, if Mordecai transfers. He, he's the bridge. Well, well, Rattler's going to end up probably being the guy. I think so year. too. Um, but there's a, there's a chance of him being the bridge. Bridge at the same, but at the same time, if Mordecai transfers, Oklahoma is left with Rattler, 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 and, and Tanner, Schaefer. Tanner Schaefer. Yeah. And if you, I don't think, and we've talked to a couple people about this that Cade Horton, who's the preferred walk on for Norman, Norman, he's supposed to be the guy in OU's 2020 class that I've right. been told and. He can't play next fall because he's on baseball scholarship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, I mean, if Mordecai transfers, they're done for. So I understand it, but at the same time, it's like 
we, everybody in the media room today, and I'm even questioning some of the people that I thought didn't have a clue what they were mm-hmm. doing. Everybody knows Jalen Hurts started quarterback. I mean, right. let's, why, why are we still doing this? We did it last year. I mean, <laughs> it's just like, I mean, you, <clears throat> he did the same thing with Kyler and Austin. Mm-hmm. And he did the, he didn't do anything. He didn't, what, how long did they wait to name? I believe two weeks. Baker over uh, Trevor Knight. Week of, right? And Trevor Knight went to media days. <laughs> yeah, he, he was a team captain that year. Yeah, he was a team, he was team captain. captain. Yeah. With Baker, knowing well Baker was going to be the quarterback. Knowing full and well that his hands were full. Knowing full well that he was not nearly as good as a quarterback as the guy that was playing right next to him. And, and, and it's the same thing Lincoln does every year. Everybody knows he's going to be the starting quarterback. But, I mean, it's just a matter of optics and like, oh, well, he's going to earn it. Like, come on, bro. Like, we all know. No, Absolutely. Did you take by any of the coaches talking about it? Did y'all take away that Jalen Hurts wasn't starting quarterback? No, no. Every, no. They all talked about it today, right? If I remember, besides Les Miles, yeah. <coughs> Everybody sort of talked about Hurts. Did Wells talk about extent. it? Um, I mean, no, maybe I know, his breakout. Story. I know Mike did. Mike, Mike did, Gundy absolutely, and I know did. Patterson. Mike did. and Patterson yeah. did. His breakout. Yeah, Patterson had some interesting stuff today. He's. Like you get him away from the press conference, and he's actually he's actually not fun a to talk to. Bad interview. I mean, yeah. he was joking around with mm-hmm. most of the guys. But Bold I, move of him to show up in only boxers today. You know, jeez, saw through. <laughs> he was sweating that much. <laughs> I was referring to a Twitter thing that I did. But like, to clarify, this did not actually happen. But there is a. Viral meme sort of photo of Gary Patterson, uh, his head photoshopped onto George Costanza's body yeah. from Seinfeld. Yeah. The uh, large picture of him on the couch with the boxers on. It's my favorite picture on the internet. I share it way too often. <laughs> people don't retweet it because they're like, this is weird. Make it feel uncomfortable. It, it makes people feel yeah. uncomfortable. So like you on went, a less miles level. So you went and put it on the... On the I put it on Facebook, <laughs> too. You put it on the big screen of Big 12 Media Day. Yeah, of course. It. Absolutely. What you had to do. I mean, Kerry Patterson started off his presser with a dad joke. He did he was start like, off Man, with a dad joke. DFW is just so cl- Jerry was just so close to DFW. I, I had all the meetings this morning, and I was like, dude, get this guy off the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, ex- exactly. I was like, come on, like, get out of here. But you know, he was a good. He was I was a good expecting one. a joke about the weather next. Yeah. Matt Wells was an interesting one just because he's brand new to the league and he just talked about, like, oh, tight ends. Yeah, he was, he was fun to listen to. Playing defense at Texas Tech. And I was like, okay, well, good, novel good, good luck yeah, with that. good luck. But, I mean, once he got into the breakout sessions with the players, some really interesting comments. I mean, y'all went and visited, you know, Kenneth Murray and CD and Neville Gallimore and Creed, and there was a massive horde around Lincoln. What were some of the big things you guys got just from the players? Well, that I mean, that was kind of interesting. And just in terms of the fact that their defensive coordinator actually reportedly had said this. But. Yeah, so I'm sure you and the listeners know that Grinch was reported to say that there's no NFL talent mm-hmm. on the defense. As it currently stands. As right. Right, right now. So, not necessarily yeah. saying that the people who are on the roster can't become something like that. Right. 
but as it currently stands. <coughs> so I actually went and asked Neville Gallimore, Kenneth Murray, um, how they took that news. Or how they how they took that report? Because everybody's like, "What's that do for the team's psyche?" Yeah, absolutely. I, I was I was honestly just curious. You want to know? I'm shocked that didn't get brought up faster. I'm surprised. I was honestly thinking someone in the press conference would ask this. Absolutely. But it waited until what ten minutes before? Yeah, ten minutes before the mics like, went off. I was like, "Yeah, screw it. I'm gonna go ask." I'm gonna shoot my shot. You know? <laughs> and uh, Neville Gallimore, like, looked genuinely pissed that I brought it up. Like he was. I thought he was going to reach over the table. I was kind of scared. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, he was just like, uh, Coach Riley will have a better answer for you. Like, he immediately just, like, shut it down. He, he did not want to talk about it at all. And so I go over to Mr. Murray, and uh, I ask him the same question. I was like, how, how did you personally take, you know, that report of Grinch saying there's no NFL defense, uh, NFL caliber defense on this team? And he said, you know, uh, he said similar things to Neville, um, saying that there's uh, that Lincoln will give a better answer. But he did say that I'm willing to bet uh, that there is NFL talent on this team. Just wait and find out, or something along the lines of that. I'm paraphrasing there. Ken- Kenneth Murray, star of the day, I think. At least for OU. I think so because yeah. he gave a lot of quotes. There was a lot of belief. And I'm a part of the group, I'm not going to say I'm not, that I didn't think Kenneth, I thought Kenneth Murray may get replaced this year at some point. He's not Caleb Kelly. Yeah, but, I mean, the way he finished twenty the 2018 season, and yeah. I even brought it up to him, you yeah, know, absolutely. about at the very end, I kind of asked him about it. I mean, he clearly doesn't quite fit at the Mike Linebacker position. No. It's, so, it, it's not really a hot take, really. No. Granted, at this point, it seems inevitable that he'll play the Mike linebacker, but mm-hmm. just because there's no one else. Of course, yeah. yeah. Apparently, they don't want to move Deshaun White in there and move him out to the wall, which seems like the most sensible thing to do. But, but I guess they're not they moved that. Ryan Jones inside, which is kind right. of interesting. We learned today. Did we know that before? I, I don't think we did. I don't think so. I forgot to ask about Levi Draper today. Yeah, I was I was meaning to go twenty plus pounds. Yeah, yeah, twenty plant. 20 he, se- plant. he seems like a guy that might be able to start a couple games or not, mm-hmm. something like that. But, but with Kenneth, it was just, <coughs> I, I like I told y'all when we were eating that I totally thought that beforehand that I was like, man, I don't know if this guy is the guy for Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. But then after listening to him, it goes, okay, like this he he, he could do it. He if might he even puts be it the to, leader of the defense. If he puts it together, he could do it. And he he seemed like he t- kind of took a lot of last season on his shoulders, mm-hmm. which he really he didn't need right. to, and he went and did it anyways and. I thought it was extremely yeah. impressive. Yeah, I was not consider me a fan of Kenneth Murray now to see him succeed, but it was nice to hear him just open up and be honest about what actually happened last season for the first time. Well, and I asked him because I mean the guy before me, I don't know, I don't know who he was, I don't know who he was, but he was asking about Sam Ellinger. He and, was making trouble all over yeah. the place. And yeah. he just he just next questioned, he next questioned this guy about Sam Ellinger, and then I asked I asked uh, Kenneth, I said, you know, well. In comparison, like Tim Kish and previous coaches, like what does what does Brian Odom mean to you as a teacher and a mentor? And he opened up and just talked about how much he he's meant to him as far as just him. He can he can go to somebody to lean on, somebody he he's really trustworthy with, and just even Odom, he said he is very critical of his mistakes, and that's that's really opened his eyes to see 
how successful he can be in the Big 12 as a linebacker because he mentioned that as a freshman, he was deer in the headlights, not as far as he was afraid. He was really just thrown in there. He, he just shouldn't like, have been in that position in the first place. Yeah, he just had no idea what the hell he was doing, basically. Yeah, you watch that Rose Bowl, you can tell. Yeah. And first, he was, he, was, he went the opposite yeah, direction. God. I mean, it's better than Dakota Austin tackling the wrong guy. Yeah. The I mean, you're not, game. You're not the wrong. the greatest OU football gifts of all time, if it wouldn't make me so upset every time I saw it, but... Like, hey, that game had it all. It really did. It, it I, I, I think I was talking to Kamiar about this last time. Were you guys in the stadium for that game? Okay. Houston fans, that was about as hostile an environment I've ever been to in person. That's in, interesting. No, ex- exactly. Yeah, I was not expecting it at all. I was I think in the lead-up to the game... Uh, Myself, as well as the people from Scott and Holman podcast, uh-huh. we were each predicting, you know, maybe 50-50 crowd split for that game. Mm-hmm. Wasn't like that at all. It was like 70-30 Houston, I would say. Yeah. It, it was big, and you could tell it was a fan base that obviously hadn't been there before because they hadn't been there before. Like, I mean, it was... They were backed by... They backed Herman. They backed they t- Herman, oh, and they... Uh, I mean, it was... I haven't been heckled that much, I would say, since, boy, uh, I've been to some bad ones. Tennessee fans were cool. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, you go to Ohio Dame? State? I didn't go to Ohio State. Ohio, I've State, was, Ohio, State, Ohio State, State was, I thought it was pretty good. They were cool. Notre Dame yeah. was good. I, Oklahoma State is still the worst. Oklahoma State. And Stillwater. I, mm. Lubbock, I mean, is well, uh, I haven't real been bad. To, I haven't been real to bad. Uh, I mean, Texas no. Tech fans are the I worst. Say, <laughs> see, the thing is... Some the, of them in Norman. The oh, two yeah. worst ones left the Big 12, Columbia and Boulder. Those were the two worst. Really? I, I nearly... I don't know if I told the two of you this, but I nearly uh, died in Columbia in 2010 because I was nearly hit by <laughs> a... Number uh, one. Was that when OU was number one, one in the BCS <laughs> and standings, and yeah, got beat by Mizzou, Blaine Gabbert, and um, yeah, I was nearly. That would have been Brent V, right? It was, yes. Mm-hmm. People were blaming. That was the beginning of the end of Brent <laughs> Venables, actually, because that's when people started blaming him for uh, coverage issues. Yes, yeah. and anyway, we were staying at the Kappa Sigma house oh, there. Oh, thing, how and, things uh, changed. Yeah, no shit. Anyway, they were cool to us the <laughs> night before, but it was their homecoming weekend, which for Mizzou, it's kind of like OSU is with their homecoming. Like, yeah. it's a big deal. But, like, uh, anyway, after the game, all the stuff goes down, and we were immediately no longer welcome at this place because it was so hostile. And we were standing outside kind of, like, figuring out what to do. We eventually went to Jefferson City. To just get out of Columbia, it was that sketchy. But anyway, a large I'm not bo- shocked by this a large <laughs> box TV flies out of the third story window. Hell yeah, man! And hits like right fucking there, right next to me, like right I wish to my old right. Was a thing back then. It was not a thing. Juicy Campus was a thing back then. Y'all don't remember Golly. Juicy Campus? Fucking but 1980s like eighties uh, box TV. <laughs> Like wooden siding on the sides and shit. There was no wooden siding, but I mean, it was like a, it was a big TV. Yeah. But like, if it had fallen on top of me, would have yeah. killed me. Yeah. Would have killed me. They weren't looking down. This they weren't. Shock they weren't trying Missouri. to kill me, but the they nearly did know, kill me. That we know nowadays. This doesn't shock me. See, and no, see here, <laughs> anyone who has ever been to the Big Twelve basketball tournament back when it was at Kemper Arena remembers Missouri fans as the most obnoxious fans in the Big Twelve. 
and the Big Eight. Was, I mean, it was it was not even close. In Colorado, when they're good, their fans are really bad. Like people who followed OU football in the '90s, like when Colorado would come to Oklahoma. I thought football didn't exist in Oklahoma in the '90s. It, 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 see, yeah, <laughs> in my life it didn't. But like, I remember going to games when I was a kid and seeing all these Colorado fans just like dominating the bars in Norman mm-hmm. and just raising hell and thinking, wow, I've never seen anything like this before. Like, I mean, it was, uh, it was different. I mean, but then the minute that program sinks, that goes away with Colorado. That That's a sport. College football in the state of Colorado and in the Denver metropolitan area, it's something that's enjoyed but not lived. Yeah. That's so it kind Pac-12. of floated away. Yeah. Exactly. That's why they're a cultural fit in the back 12 Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Absolutely. For and that and other reasons. So but like uh So since Oklahoma and Texas aren't leaving the Big Ten, you gotta invite Colorado back, right? Yeah, sure. Man. What the hell? That's one like that's my <laughs> list of questions to kind of get us back on the Big Twelve Media Days. Who asked that? What rumors have there been? Besides one guy on Twitter. Right. I think he I think he kind of knows what he's talking about. I'm I'm sort of there, but I'm not there yet. But big Oklahoma and Texas, Texas to the Big Ten. I mean, we, we we I think me and Jack talked about this previously. Like because the new ESPN Plus deal with Oklahoma, they said you know Oklahoma's grant of rights. They're not they're not gonna get involved with the ESPN Plus deal. See, the their, thing is, Texas and Oklahoma rights. do get some money from that. And, it's and not the same. But, I mean, they're not necessarily involved in that deal. Right. But they do get a piece of the pie of that deal. My question today I wish I would have asked to Bowlesby is that, will an Oklahoma road game be played on ESPN now? Like, football game? That's a good question. Probably. Well, I mean, you would think so. I remember part of the ESPN. <laughs> Oklahoma at Kansas. That doesn't God. get scheduled by Fox. See, the thing is, like, uh, yeah, ESPN Plus, I mean, you remember... One of the facts of the deal is that Oklahoma, their road softball games were going to be on ESPN Plus yep, within the Big yeah, Twelve. Definitely. So they're still getting their chunk of this. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't imagine this being restricted to any. This other would be sports. great for well, Oklahoma softball. Oh, I didn't of course. Even have thought about that. And OU baseball too. It's the same thing. Yeah. Oh, all sure. of OU baseball will be on there. Well, the uh, away the, away games during uh, conference okay. play. So Ooh. that's. That's a pretty good deal. If you're a fan of OU softball and OU baseball, that was announced today. Yeah, 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 That was you pay five dollars a month for this. That seems worth it if you're a big OU softball or baseball fan. And there are a lot of fans of both. So because like weren't the facts about like the whole Oklahoma and Texas leading the Big Twelve was that they're not subscribing to the uh, to the Big Twelve now, whatever the hell they're going to call it. Because in their in their third tower, Bullsby came up. Their their third tier rights are like expiring like a year before, like the basically the exit ramp out. Of the conference as far as the tier uh, the grand uh grand rights rights. Hey, rights or whatever you've known my stance on this oh i know your stance on it dude 
Screw it. They're making so much money. And they're Who making cares? a shit ton of money. Exactly. And Who that's, cares? That's what, it boils, that's what it boils down to, right? Right. So just go add Arizona and Arizona State. We've Man. got we had Big Twelve realignment. First question every year. It's a tradition at this point. Right. Go get Rice. Get Herm go. Edwards in here with Arizona. Tulane. State. Tulane was applied last hey, time. Rice Former is SEC rival. school. Like oh I forgot about that yeah, yeah. man Tulane until like shout out to the Wake blog yeah. great person whoever that is haven't met him before and just I mean I've always been a proponent of adding Colorado back because Pac-12 football sucks that and, and I want to get a road cares. trip to Boulder and they're all broke but man, you had both the Arizona schools you had Kevin Sumlin back to the fold for the Big Twelve. Herm Edwards Herm at Big Twelve God. Media Days. Herm Edwards. Oh, so, I love him so much. <laughs> I love the uh, the still shots of like his uh, reactions to things. You, those are that is an evergreen great tweet as far as like memes are. You concerned. play to win the game. <sighs> Gosh, yeah. Man, when I was, I was talking to he pumps you up though. I mean, even if he, he had a pretty even if he seems year. like incompetent or not fitted for his job. At Arizona State, at all makes no sense to me whatsoever. But you watch his presser, and you're like, "This is okay." Even if you're an Arizona State fan, and logic would tell you otherwise, I feel fine with this. He has a very like oddly content. I don't yeah. know, comforting uh, way of putting things. It's like Magic Johnson. He's like a grandpa. Yes, for real, he is. Got a little yeah. bit of that. Everything's gonna be fine. We're gonna hire Jackie Ship. <laughs> And he might go on recruiting visits. We don't know yet. <laughs> he might just do something else. We don't know. Oh, man. But, like, when, we, when I spoke to Neville Gallimore, talking about Alex Grinch, I was like, hey, you know, you guys are switching from a two-gap scheme to one-gap. There's less reading. What about that is going to be good for you and everybody else on the line? And he seemed really excited about it. He was like, you know, we got to get up to make plays, but we're also being held more accountable as far as, like, Man, like, what the hell are you doing to make a play? Because if you don't get up fields, like, what are you doing? So, I mean, let's talk about 2019 defense. Well, let's start there. You got Gallimore, and you have probably Redmond and Perkins on the edge. And then who else? Front seven won't be bad. Yeah, front front se- se- for the front seven should be serviceable enough, if that makes sense. And, of course, if that ends up panning out, that'll alleviate a lot of concerns for the secondary, which does seem shorthanded, obviously. If you can get a pass rush, then that's going to make the uh, lives of those whoever the fuck's playing safety a lot easier. <laughs> and, like, uh, the two trays at corner. So, and that's what this, we talked about, yeah. Yeah, who, Brayden, if you, I'll ask you this on the spot. Who is starting at safety for Oklahoma next season? I have no idea. Exactly. That's that's a problem. Delarian Turner-Yale. Delarian and Patrick Fields. Patrick Fields. Who? Robert Barnes. Jeremiah Cradell. No comp. Oh, man, Robert Barnes. No, don't. Don't. But Robert man. Barnes is in there Quentin somewhere. Quentin Carter. I don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they would take a Quentin Carter right about I now. I wish we saw it. Miss Q Carter. He was really good. I don't think it's any... It's any coincidence that Oklahoma they they come in asking about like I mean who are your best young players and Jaden Davis and Jeremiah, Jeremiah Cradell are the ones that are named first because they're from St Thomas Aquinas say in the modern day I really think Jalen Redmond <laughs> Jalen Redmond's I mean someone asked Neville to, about it today or Kenneth mm-hmm. Murray whenever I was right there and he basically said like he was like yep he was like like Jalen Redmond's gonna help us. If he's healthy, and I'm biased. Like, I went to Memphis City at the same time right. that Jalen was there, but that kid can ball. I mean, he he was brand new to football when he 
when he uh, started at Midwest City. He was a sophomore, and the dude just balled out. Well, that's the thing because like he's still learning. It was like the UCLA game. He comes in just as a sub at the end of the game yeah. to get his four games in for his red shirt, and you're like, this dude is like the best defensive lineman right now, mm-hmm. and he he looked pretty. He got he got in what two games last year? Yeah, TCU and Kansas State. Yeah, and he and had he like two so tackles yeah, for loss State. against Kansas, Kansas State, State right. or something like that. I mean, and he looked really good against TCU. Holding that. the edge and getting getting in the backfield, it's like holy shit! It's like this guy can't even play that much because of medical issues, yeah. and he's probably the best player they have on the defensive line. <laughs> and like, if you have a Jalen Redmond, if you have a Ronnie Perkins, and you have and Neville Gallimore, and you figure out who else is going to play, whether it be LaRon Stokes, Dylan Famatayu, or Q Overton. I mean, I forgot that they were on the depth chart. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you figure out the fourth person, and then, like, even then, you have a pretty good front four. Yeah, because if you keep those other guys fresh. Exactly. Yeah. And then you, you, you have a Kenneth Murray who's started at the mic for the past two years, it seems like forever sometimes. And then you have a just wait till it's four years. Yeah, oh, don't say that. He wants he wants to leave after this year, don't you know? Yeah, uh, Deshaun, Deshaun White, who actually is a really good Mike linebacker who can play in coverage and who can actually you know understand like basically navigating the airways of a Big Twelve defense because he talked about playing linebacker in the Big Twelve as opposed to like maybe playing linebacker Alabama. He's like, yeah, when we play Alabama, I have like fifteen tackles while we play in the Big Twelve. Now it's about me playing coverage. So he said how difficult it was to play linebacker in the Big 12, especially the Mike. And, um, you know, honestly, that front seven, like you said, Keegan, isn't even bad. It's like it's not on paper. It's, it's pretty, yeah, exactly. Not on paper. It should be pretty good, pretty serviceable. And you're like, all right, who's starting the back four? You got the Trays, Norwood, and Brown. God, and then you start, start cringing. Then this you have, is, you have this, you have it, it really Nichols. And then you're like, who the safety's going to be? I, I here's it, it's a quote that I found on Al, or Chris Plank's podcast. He posted mm. right before, and Alex Grinch basically said he's like, I've got about eleven guys I can circle. God. He holds nothing back. No, he doesn't. No, there, do you think part of it's calculated though? I think it kind of is a motivational. Tool. Yeah, I think it is motivational, I, but at the same time, it's like, damn, dude. Here's my thing. If he's saying that stuff, like, after he said that stuff, I was like, oh, the NFL, like, saying th- right. these guys can't play in the NFL made it more believable. Mm-hmm. He said that in public. What the hell is he saying to this guy's face? Well, in, in, But that's one of the things is because when we talked about, <coughs> when we talked to these defensive players, they're like, man, yeah, we're, like, they're we're excited. Us, they're, we're excited. It's an exciting brand of football. We're playing on defense, and we're being held accountable, and I don't want to go do roles in the fucking sun. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, that's really cool that you're saying that. What were you doing under Mike Stoops? You were biased. You were biased. <laughs> biased today. Whenever, whenever I asked Kenneth Murray about like, or he followed up to my question about it, and he said, "Hey, like, why were you guys so like having trouble last year? Did you not trust each other? Were you not yeah, connected?" Yeah. And he, Kenneth Murray was just like, basically, like, yeah. Yeah, that was really. He was and just, they're all splintered, and they have no communication skills, and they didn't trust in each other. He mentioned at one point that like my pre-snap stuff, like what is mm. Kenneth? I asked him what does Kenneth Murray need to do to get better from next year or from last year, mm-hmm. and he basically said back and was just like, "I got to get better at my pre-reads. I got to get better at tackling." And it was he just, really shouldered the brunt. Yeah, and it was all right. Go do it. If he hey, if he goes out and does it. 
he looks like a million dollars. Oh, he'll earn that preseason title of yeah, defensive player of the year. Potentially. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, defensive player of the year. God. If there's a defensive player of the year of Oklahoma preseason, is defensive <laughs> offensive player of the year. Is it 2006? Yeah, that's pretty nah, weird, we're, man. We're that time, was weird. Hey, we're gonna see Tom and Sam tomorrow. Gosh, man. this is a great. I know this wasn't a podcast question, but this is good for everybody. Someone asked him, "Will you ask Tom tomorrow to name Texas's eleven rivals?" <laughs> God, we all saw that tweet tonight. It's gonna be so. It's gonna be awful tomorrow. And this is coming from someone that kind of sees it straight now. At this point, it's mm-hmm. just like, I just there's just nothing about Texas that just. Why? Why are they such a supreme to it's, everybody else? It's really because Texas. they're Texas. That's so, literally the argument uh, they've been making for the last like nine, ten years. <laughs> they have the, the see, most. Here's the thing. Most their only really argument now is yeah. we have money. This is another <coughs> piece of my argument that Texas fans and their alumni have been slowly turning into Aggies. <laughs> I, I, they are. You mean cult members? They, yeah, they. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, not members of the see, clan. They but use what I like to call Aggie logic, like saying things like, "Oh, well, we have the golden hat. It doesn't matter that you have the Big Twelve championship." That's Aggie logic from both A and M and Oklahoma State. That's both of those Aggies. Like so that's that it, kind of thing. Is Texas going to start claiming conference championships that they never even probably to win? They're devolving to that point. I mean, this is what happens when you've been. Uh, second fiddle to your rival for i guess 10 years now oh and they want to say like oh man it's crazy it it has been a decade yeah it's been a decade it's so weird texas hasn't finished with a better record than oklahoma in football since 2009 i said this to that's pretty wild i said this to the people i went with to ou texas with last year this is what i told them i was like i didn't realize how big ou texas was if that makes sense yeah that makes sense because like growing up in the social media era like it's been 2010. Right. Oh, you beat what? 63, 21, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. 2000. I remember the picture of the stadium being half empty. Yeah. So like that's kind of when like it started. I started to be able to pay attention more. Mm-hmm. And then last year it was just like, oh, Texas is big. Like like was, the hate. The hate is bad. The hate is bad. I didn't realize that. It, there's oh, more. Enjoyable. There's more verbal of abuse now than there was like in 20. 15 or 14 like oh. i mean it's going back to the points of like when right. i was in college you've been here when which, it which was like fun. i mean that's that's what yeah. texas is about that, exactly there's more fighting there's more um just animosity and it makes the big 12 so much better yeah. oh of course it does it really does everybody watched the, the big 12 championship last year was so much i believe better viewed than the outcu game yeah. and it's for one reason it's because it's one brand versus another brand. Everybody wants to see Brian Bosworth say how much he hates Orange, how much it makes him puke, and how much he hates yeah. the other guy. Right? Didn't someone ask Lincoln today if he was going to wear a beat Texas hat? I asked him. You asked him. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, hey, yeah, so uh, Barry Switzer has done this in the past. Would you consider uh He did not rule it out in the future he said, either. He said all. maybe in 10 years. Yeah. He's like, hey, we got to win a couple more Texas how, oh, So that's confirmed Lincoln's going to stay here for 10 years. <laughs> That's what Seth said. Would, would hope, Seth's right? on the ball on that one. He <laughs> says it's confirmed that he's going to be here another 10 years. At says least. credit Crimson and Cream Machine. Bo- Bob Stoops, I mean, he would be able to call that. He said he, Lincoln would have a statue right by him. Oh, yeah, Lincoln's going to have a statue. To take, he would have to take. He would have to take. most. Let's not. <laughs> let's not. But, um, I mean, did he not today? Like, Lincoln Riley is the most confident person in the room. 
Man, it's, it's incredible. You sensed that in like exactly. 2017, his first year sure. as the head coach. Yeah, like, I, I was. I you was could tell because like he was uh, just like you said, his demeanor, his confidence, like. He was kind of like slouched back in his chair a yeah. little yeah. bit. Like he oh, had yeah. a, he had a little tinge of Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. in him. Not too much. Not as much as like Cliff Kingsbury had in him that day. Right. Kings, which Kings, was a lot. Kingsbury, but... he still owns like swag of the conference. No, oh, he's not yeah. even in it. <clears throat> oh, dude. Oh, god. Yeah, it was 2017. Cardick and I were walking out of Big Twelve Media Days, and. Kingsbury, obviously, his suit game right. is incredible. Yeah, it's impeccable. And Cardick goes, hey, that's a nice suit you've got on, Coach. And instead of saying, oh, thank you, Cliff goes, yep, these young bloods can't hang with my suit game. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is the coolest human being I've ever Kingsbury been in contact with. <laughs> ever heard. I mean, he... Ever heard. Like, like I'm saying, Lincoln has a tinge of McConaughey. Hey, look, hey, I will say this. Cliff has a lot of McConaughey. You were there last year. Luckily, Tom Herman has a year under his belt <laughs> to not do what he did last year tomorrow. <laughs> Connor, you two haven't Some? been there yet. Oh, my. It's He last year did a filibuster naming off like weights of reps that guys were doing in the weight room. That's fantastic. I want to see it happen again. That way I can just live tweet. Yeah. Oh, oh, guys I, was, I wanted to show up at the piss charts. <laughs> yeah. You're like, who's a good teammate? Yeah. Poor. I mean, but you guys know. I mean, you two haven't been. You've been a little. Last year wasn't too bad, but if it wasn't it's, that bad last year. But I've got a feeling but, with the questions that were asked today, it's going to be bad. Oh, There's going to be I, so I'm many intrigued. Texas yeah, if, if media. Yeah, if is going to be there again. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he'll. Like to, but I can't. To the Lincoln Don't Riley. We can't say too many bad things about Ian, Ian Boyd on this podcast. We can say small bad things, but not big bad things because uh, he writes uh, for. I agree. College football study hall or whatever the hell. Yeah, he know, he knows his excellent. He's knows. he's I'll a very say that. Ian yes, is a very is. smart man, but he uses that intelligence <laughs> for evil sometimes. But he's very smart. You yeah, know. He's, you you should read his things on SB Nation. But to Lincoln Riley, like, why wouldn't? Why wouldn't he have that much confidence that we're talking about? Because the man, yeah. the only thing he's done since takeover Bob Stoops is just go to the win the conference, conference back to back, go to the and playoff, to the playoff. <laughs> that, and, and produce two Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks yeah. and have two number one draft picks. No, 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 that was the Big Twelve that did that. Uh, oh my god, that was that was, was interesting. So I was so pissed. Hey, but I'm proud of my I'm proud of my little Big Twelve conference for that. I mean, I guess because, I can claim it, hey, obviously, but like... Hey, come on, man. Like, come it on. was weird. We had... The Big 12 had, what, <coughs> at one point, all those teams in the World Series or tournament or whatever, yeah. and the Big 12 wasn't tweeting out anything yeah. about it at some point. And now they're out here claiming Oklahoma's yeah. Heisman's and number one picks as their own. I mean... And for those that, for those that are SEC, listening... Full SEC, if yeah. Oklahoma and Texas want to stay, they're just going the SEC, so... For those that are listening... In in Jerry World, they put a graphic on the screen that just said Big Twelve had the number one draft picks back in back to back years. And you're like, you mean the University of Oklahoma's had number one draft picks in back to back years and has had? I was surprised they didn't put a Heisman Trophy. Big Twelve back to back Heisman's, and I was like, come on, man. But like Lincoln has so much confidence, of course. And heading into 2019. The presumed starter, Jalen Hurts, going to be a quarterback. What can you expect 
from the offense? Like how? Because we talked about the defense, and we can expect that we can expect a front seven to look pretty decent. It just depends on what the back four is. And you think, and we think maybe Alex Grinch is playing some head games, not only with the you know, with the common people in the media, but also as players. But I mean, you expect them to be marginally better mm-hmm. at least. Right. But with the offense, you know, you don't. Lincoln's always so good about tooling the offense to his personnel. Mm-hmm. So what this can goes you back expect? to East Carolina as yeah, well. What, what, I mean, he's well, been doing it the whole time. Well, I expect them. I expect the offense to carry them to the playoff again. I mean, at this point, you, that's what you. That's, that's what, you, what have you have to, to expect. Yeah, that's what. That was my biggest <laughs> question, and we talked about it on the way up here today. Uh-huh. Is that what were we really going to learn about the defense today? Nothing. Jack shit. Nothing. Yeah, and we're so trying, the we're only to get thing, the only yeah. thing that anybody knows about this defense is that Alex Grinch, outside of what we heard today from just the players, is boys. just yeah. talking to recruits and basically saying we don't have any guys that go to the NFL. And like, if that's true, then Oklahoma's going to have to go. Jalen Hurts is going right. to maybe not a historic season like Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield had, but he's going to have to have a good enough year that could give Will him to New York right. City for the Heisman. Cause, but at the same time, then you talk to Kenneth Murray and Neville Gallimore, and you go, okay, and they, they can maybe figure this out a little bit. Right. So, But Jalen Hurts this season, we've talked about it a lot. Yeah. It's just, if Lincoln Riley can do it from going from a pocket passer to Kyler Murray, mm-hmm. I can believe in him going from a pocket passer to whatever the hell Kyler Murray end up being, whatever we want to call right. that. And then to a game manager, like I feel like he could do that. If and I heard a comparison, Jalen Hurts has a chance to be maybe sort of like Russell Wilson. Yeah, like G- he doesn't make big time throws, yeah. but he makes accurate throws, third down throws. He yeah. makes all the big throws that you can you need to make, and then he kind of lets his offense do the rest of the. So and his players were surprised right. by yeah. how much yeah. arm strength he had in the off season as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's another thing to consider. I mean, his biggest. It seems like arm strength. I mean hasn't been that much of a concern. It's all about his downfield accuracy in big mm-hmm. situations, which, which was his biggest yeah. his biggest issue at Alabama. If that is alleviated even to an extent, Lincoln's not going to really have to tweak his offense that much. Yeah, unless, I mean, Tanner Mordecai can make those throws. <laughs> which <Shut that laughs> hey, Outside the hashes. But that, that's the thing is because same. we're looking at Jalen Hurts <laughs> two years ago. Mm-hmm. We don't. We have no fucking clue no, what don't. his mechanics no, are right. right now. We don't. I mean, we look at the spring game like, oh wow, he he's he checked down. Lead for a granted, you know, grain of salt yeah, here. Everyone from Alabama raves about oh, how much yeah. he oh, improved as a passer over like his years sitting out or whatever. And I will say, George Schroeder with us with USA Today wrote a great story um, about that kind of like evolution of him as a backup last mm-hmm. year under Dan Enos, who's yeah. now, I believe, a coach at Miami. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of talk to the people at the Elite Eleven. It's just like, yeah, they they could do this again, dude. But it, I just don't. I don't see it. You you can't. Right. You don't see it as much as old pal Steven talks about all the time with Jalen Hurts last year. I mean, I just don't. I don't see him putting up five thousand total yards, four thousand total, four thousand five hundred total yards. Let's say Jalen Hurts completes sixty eight percent of his passes I mean, they're going to the playoff be back in the playoffs they're back Great. in the playoff you think Absolutely. so yeah so also if you look at the difference between Saban's offense and Riley's offense he's gonna considerably increase his they I mean they, oh, they've gotten a, a little fair to say I think it's completely fair to say they've yeah. got a little more innovative over the last couple of years with Tua and Jalen Tua Jalen couldn't accomplish it that's 
Well, they pulled the trigger too quick, I think, in some games. In the cha- in the championship game? Yeah. It's SEC. <laughs> oh, are you talking about Tua or Jalen? Jalen. Yeah. I, I mean, think they pulled the trigger a little too quick. In, in that national championship Not in the national championship game, <laughs> but like the following. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, like, Tua couldn't, I mean, yeah, did he have like a bum knee or whatever it was in the SEC title game? Yeah. Sure, but like, I mean, it, was, it, was, it wasn't like, defense was pretty impressive. it wasn't like Jalen was coming in and just like running student body left and student body right. That guy had to make clutch throws he on did. third yeah. down and he won them the game and he basically stole Tua's Heisman moment and gave it to Tyler, Tyler. in the Big 12. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so let's, let's, let's talk about this because <coughs> me and Keegan had several arguments about this. Uh-oh. Oklahoma. Keegan said this the other day we were talking. He says, I mean, like, what was it? Like, the sooner y'all realize Oklahoma's going back to the cultural playoff. The sooner we realize this, the better, the better off everybody will be. I mean, at this, like, there's not a team, and I've said this before, and I, I would mm-hmm. still say it today, and I've said it on, I've said it on air in Oklahoma, but there's not a team in this conference I don't think could beat Oklahoma twice. I think that's fair to say. That's very fair to say. And so, if I think that Oklahoma is going to outclass everybody besides Texas. I just don't see the reason why we're picking and badgering. I just I don't think there's a team in this conference. And I'll, I'll ask this back to you guys. From just even listening today, some people talking about Brock Purdy from Iowa State, right. talking about Brewer, talking oh, about man. Bowman, talking about all these guys. I mean, where do those guys rank compared to what Oklahoma just had? Right. Like I don't think I don't think those guys are that good to where they're going to light up Oklahoma that much more than they already have. I, I think it's fair to say, <coughs> and I mean, I mean, Braden, where do, you, where do you stand on this? Do you think it's inevitable Oklahoma makes it back to the college football playoff this coming year? Inevitable? No. I I could see a situation where they don't make it just because the Big Twelve as a whole not having great success in the college football playoff. I could see the playoff committee saying, hey, let's – if the Pac-12 – if the Pac-12 champ goes undefeated – Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? You know, just just to change things up, get a different market mm. in there, even though the West Coast is Like Oklahoma horrible. lost fatigue. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So – Big Ten was left out last year, right, because Notre Dame? Yeah, for – well, hasn't the Big Ten been left out two consecutive years? I think you're right. Yeah, I, so, I think yeah. Iowa State was Cause, close because Georgia Ohio made State it. Georgia close. Alabama made it twice. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it and it just it's at this point, and Jack, I mean, give you give you some time to answer this too. But just looking at everything considered, I don't think Jake. I mean, Jacob Eason at Washington just doesn't kind of give me the right. Yeah thought about what they could become and justin herbert oregon i mean mm-hmm. oregon but real quick before you answer this jack would you put a 12 and 0 washington over an 11 and 1 ou yeah well it would be a 12 and 1 ou you i think if washington would have probably beaten the only team yeah. that they had lost to i think that's, that's have why to. Yeah. Not a like he's just saying if, if washington if washington's, un- <laughs> if washington's undefeated i think you would have, you have to, to would you yeah. not you have to and then you're kind of looking at ohio state clemson i think there's what, four or five teams? I mean, we're kind of yeah. getting off topic here yeah. before I let you finish this, but Oklahoma going to go back to the playoff? What do you, I mean, is it inevitable? I, I do think – well, no, not inevitable. I mean, we've, we've watched enough <coughs> football to not be that foolish. But uh, the thing is, the schedule, I think, sets up so well for Oklahoma. It's a good schedule. There's some of the biggest concerns – let's think about this. The offensive line gelling mm-hmm. from the get-go. Creed's got the way walk. that the schedule, schedule sets, sets up, up – Oh, Absolutely. They essentially that, yeah. have until OU Texas yes. 
to get something right. They didn't quite make that deadline last year. Yeah, it's the same shit every year, though, because they're like, oh, we'll finally make adjustments after OU Texas, and it'll all work again. Right? Yeah, after the most important game of the year. And that, that, that's they make adjustments after OU Texas, and like, oh, yeah, we're suddenly undefeated <laughs> for, the rest, Mike Stoops. for the rest of the season. I'm interested. Oh, because we're undefeated going into Curtis Bolton's going to choke I've read a little bit of it, and it's, it's, it's pretty reg- it's, it's legit. He, does he just absolutely just open, honest about everything? Oh, not completely. I, I wouldn't say so. I mean, I, the only – see, this is a limited sample size. I've only read the chapter that was on <coughs> Bomar, Paul Thompson, and the Fiesta Bowl. It's a good, it's a good chapter. And he sort of – um, Stop it. <laughs> he kind of uh, goes into, like, the NCAA penalties and stuff like that, and he gets sort of uh, – and, you know, he's – he provides a convincing argument. He mentions Bomar and the boosters and all that stuff. And he mentions the claim that, oh, he knew about all of this stuff happening behind the scenes. And mm. he goes, you know what? No way. All of these boosters who were involved in this, you don't think anyone would blow the whistle on me for all of this stuff? And that's a good point. Yeah. So that's sort of a little bit what you get in the book. <laughs> he mentioned that. So... Granted, like I said, I've only read one chapter. I picked, I, in my opinion, the Dude, best, ch- if best chapter, any chapter to read. I'm reading, it's either Bomar or Mixon. talking about Bomar and Mixon. Uh, I got to know about Mixon. Dude, you know I'm gonna, I'll, I'll read that pretty <laughs> soon. But I, have to, I have to know about Mixon. And it's just still, to this day. Still. To, to this still day. Still, All right, all right. Go ahead. But just the thing that I come to when talking about Oh, is Oklahoma going to go back to the playoff? And me and Keegan, this is where me and Keegan disagreed because you kept talking about interceptions. Was Oklahoma? Oklahoma gets back. But... Oklahoma gets down Texas Tech by 14, 17 points. Let's yeah. say Oklahoma gets down early to a good offensive team mm-hmm. with the defense. For all the hell we know, mm-hmm. still struggling. Maybe not as much as last year, but still a work in progress. A Jalen Hurts, like for example, OU Texas. A Jalen Hurts is not going to. Get you a comeback, twenty-one no, down to a good a defensive team, not, and not and especially a half, not in a quarter. Not in a maybe quarter. maybe a half yeah. if there's a damn miracle and a couple turnovers, mm-hmm. sure. But if they get down to a good offensive team that can sling it and that, that it's can be a problem. waste the clock, it's a massive in Waco. problem. Like, in, in Waco, Waco. Iowa State, Ooh. uh yeah, Texas, I was actually just about to touch TCU, on that. TCU that concerns the shit yeah. out of me. So T- the last TCU four games, TCU and Iowa State are at home, though. Correct. Last four games of the season, Iowa State and Norman both are at home. Yes. Baylor on the road. Tough. TCU on the road. TCU's at home. They flipped Carter last year. Great stadium, by the way. It's it's a mixture of the old and the new. That's why I love it. (laughs) I was there last year. And the tailgating's really cool, too. It's it's, it's a good place. I enjoy it. (laughs) Hey, TCU's my favorite trip I've ever taken. See, I actually stayed there the night before the OU-BYU game in 09, too. I had a oh. good time there, too. Oh, I bet. Lost my iPhone that night. Females <laughs> Very that, fun. The female iPhone original. Are no, I got no comment. The, uh, the, the privacy I will say, as far as per capita is concerned, pretty solid. I'm not going to go I'm, into it I'm anymore. I'm holding but, no yeah. comment here. All right, we got Sorry. TC. Yeah, so after TC is, is Bedlam and Stillwater. It's just like that's that's, a, that could be a pr- pretty brutal we, last four I mentioned games. that yeah. after we talked to the, did yeah. the, we did the 100 after, days. Yeah, after I wrote the. It was just that the end of the schedule was kind of interesting. And especially if you if you want to add Texas to the very end of it. <laughs> right. That makes it even more intriguing because that's a kind of a bloodbath. That's, that's like, and that's where Championship November comes into full effect again. It's like, all right. The schedule set up wonderfully. We should be playing our best football 
right now in a perfect world lost in November we sh- since, ex- Riley since, since Riley took, since Riley and Mayfield took over they haven't lost to Norman. Norman that's a or not great even lost, stat not even just lost I mean, not in November in November yeah. and it's just like holy shit like I haven't even realized that mm-hmm. cha- that's where championship November was born mm-hmm. and like they should be playing their exact best football but I mean yeah. you're not relying on elite record-setting offenses anymore <coughs> now you have an efficient most likely from what we were envisioning an efficient offense mm-hmm. that can ground and pound mm-hmm. and make the right throws because of riley's elite play calling mm-hmm. and then hopefully marginally better some of the parts is better than the I mean, the, the hole is better than the, than the parts defense mm-hmm. maybe they can get back to the college football playoff i'm not sold on it do i think they can go to the big 12 title and win mm-hmm. oh yeah i think they can make mm-hmm. a 10 and 2 but 11 lose and 2 a season. couple games to but I think, baylor I, I think yeah could, i think i think this season's I think gonna they be could flipped. do that yeah you know how they always lose early i think they're gonna lose late this year i think yeah, it's possible, that thing is possible. I, I think Especially it's gonna happen when you're at, Waco. I, that I, schedule. At, at baylor at baylor charlie brewer's back charlie brewer's is back Mims. i mean they got a couple players on the preseason defensive player or defensive all big 12 team I literally Baylor. just kind of like blacked out for a second and pictured Jalen Hurts trying to throw a slant route on fourth and two, yeah. to convert to keep keep the game alive, and, and it's just spoiler alert, it didn't happen. No, it's just it's really concerning to me because like all these years you've overcome <coughs> not even below average defensive play, just like historically bad Oklahoma defensive <laughs> play. play. Last year was historic in general. Not even with, Oklahoma play. No, with, last year was historic elite, in general. Elite offensive play like the the one percent of the one percent mm-hmm. setting record after the year you set a damn record yeah mm-hmm. for the yeah. efficiency and the amount of yards you're racking up and now all of a sudden i mean at the same time we have no fucking clue what jalen hurts is going to do next no. year also he could win the heisman we don't know he, we're just no, speculating I mean, he's, he's not winning the heisman but you say oklahoma can get back to the cultural oklahoma no you didn't say oklahoma can oklahoma we just need to realize to the, oklahoma's going to get to the college football playoff, playoff. But Trevor Lawrence will win the Heisman next year. But so back to the OU conversation. If Oklahoma goes undefeated and goes to the cultural playoff, it's going to be close. But Trevor Lawrence is still winning the Heisman. (coughs) But I think everyone's ignoring the fact that there's a third side of the ball. No one this week has talked about special teams. I heard one question about special teams. We got it at the. It was the very end of the rally. I heard it like three rows down. I just ran my ass over there. Riley was like, "Hey, I've been here five and a half hours, and I haven't heard one question about special teams." That's that's like a massive, glaring issue. Huge thing, yeah. We don't have Cybert. We don't even know like Gabe Burkich. There's gonna be three guys kicking the ball. I don't know who's punting. Oh no, the Moonshine. Reeves. Yeah, Reeves Moonshine. Moonshine from West Texas. Moonshine. I don't know. We better very German. OU fans better hope and pray that Austin Cybert's brother commits to OU. Hey, that dude's launching them he's, on yeah, those videos. He's, like he's making like seventy yards. But hey, they do have a long snapper that can uh, spin bottles. Spin bottle the bottle. Yeah. Casey Keller. Of, yeah, Casey Keller. I mean, he, hey, when was the last time you've heard about a OU long snapper in a game? Never, because they're all they oh, never mess up. Who's the, who's the guy from that played for the Chiefs for a while? James Winchester was he's awesome. Still, he's still Winchester, he, Winchester he, he yeah. Got uh, attention in a good way, though. I mean, he was. He reco- probably the, I mean, he recovered him up to punt during he, OU Texas. He was only. always the yeah, first one down on punt coverage too. Oh yeah, he, oh, yeah. he, he ran like a four-four. Wesley Horky. Oh god, I forgot. Not about quite that. the same <laughs> as James Winchester, <laughs> but like yeah, still, uh, you put that together with holder of the year. Yeah, I think yeah. he's gone. Now. This, this conversation's <laughs> gone down. <laughs> but man, it's it's been it's, it's it's tough. It's tough to envision five five of them in a row. Right, and it's tough to envision. Lincoln Riley with no defense this year because we've right. never seen him before, and we've—it's because we've never seen Jalen Hurts play before. So I mean, but I guess I just can't 
I'm gonna trust Lincoln <coughs> Riley until he gives us a reason not to. I mean, I think it's a fair. I think it's a fair, fair assessment. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, I think our doubts. Me, uh, what uh, Brain was saying. I think the doubts, especially late in the season, you know, coming from behind, guys, you're going to Waco, going to Stillwater. Stillwater. I, th- I, I think. I think our our doubts are still. Yeah, you know, absolutely. In the back and of our minds TCU every time. Always plays well in, in TCU. Yeah. Always. Would you say out of all of those games that the game in Stillwater is the second hardest behind OU Texas? I, I, had, I would I, say so. I had it as the third hardest. I think Waco. Waco. Okay. I think just for some, just that get it just where it sets up in the Dude, schedule. Yeah. It's it's everything that kind of comes with it. It's Matt probably Rule, gonna be a night I game. Think, I th- you your guys are gonna love Matt Rule tomorrow. We talked yeah. about this, but um, about to knock the headset off. But yeah, Matt Rule tomorrow. I mean. He's going to sell you. And their You're going to think they're going to be pretty good. I've Baylor's, been bought in for a while. Yeah, time. Baylor's teams get much better as the year go on. And mm-hmm. if Charlie Brewer is still healthy. Oh, you still put up 66 on them last year, though. And they gave up 47 <laughs> to them. And yeah. Norman. And they were ass. They gave up 40 to Kansas, too. Yeah, and, and, like, and they gave up like 30-something of those 40 in to, a quarter. To, uh, to one <laughs> running back. Not even Puka, a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> That's very odd and, deal. It, it's, it's concerning. But at the same time. I think the defense will be marginally better. Today, today helped out a lot with that. Yeah, thought. yeah. And I think like like our conversations with Kenneth Murray. I think our conversations with Neville Gallimore. You know, there's excitement for the new defense. At the same time, I think Kenneth Murray. It's honestly, it was weird to say when I asked him about you know like hey, how how is Brian Odom different as a teacher and mentor in comparison to a, a Tim Kish and previous coaches? His face was like basically like lit up was like. Bro, this guy's teaching me shit I've never learned before. <laughs> I'm like, oh, like basically, if, I felt like to me, I was like, you're learning legit how to play Mike linebacker and mm-hmm. play it well. And Neville Gallimore is just Neville Gallimore. Like as far as he kept on talking about, his constant narrative was, I've got a next level. To Tibbs and all them, they keep on talking about how I I have a next level and I'm trying to reach that next level and trying to dig deep and he can be a dominant force if he wanted to. And I think the defense finally realizes, or at least these two main cogs and captains on the defense, they know the task at hand. They know they've got to be better because Alex Grinch has punched into their minds. And as you guys said, uh, both Keegan and Braden, that like they're pissed. <laughs> and Alex Grinch has not, I mean, they read the tabloids, they have Twitter. Yeah. But Alex Grinch has also given them even more reason to be pissed. Like, bro, if I, he said, if I could get like tattooed on him, like 120, whatever, I freaking would. Yeah. So it, I mean, it's almost as if if this was a calculated move, kind of worked. The message is clearly getting across. <laughs> well, we'll find out week one yeah. if we'll it worked find or not. Out. The Real message, well, at least it seems to be working. Lincoln you know Riley, I mean? by the way, praising Derek King today from Houston. What do you, what do you say? What do you he say? He said one of the best quarterbacks. One of the, in the best country. quarterbacks returning yeah. in the country. That's not good. Not He's good. also not no, wrong, especially not what happened He's last time good. we played Houston. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, they. I mean, Oklahoma at this point, heading in that first game, just don't give up thirty-five plus. If you don't give up thirty-five plus, I can kind of defend you a little bit. I mean, you do understand how hard that is for them, right? Oh, that game. That game's going to be tough. Me. It, I, yeah, I, I just, talked about it. I think Oklahoma. <laughs> I, I just their defense is so bad. Their defense is worse than Oklahoma's bad. It's yep. reminding me of FAU a year ago. A little bit. Yeah, uh, but, hey, I'm not F- taking FIU the 27. With, uh, I'm not FAU. taking 27 points. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not either. But, I mean, as far as, like, 
offensive potential with how inept their defense is mm-hmm. and good, how much of an athletic line. advantage there is. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's not going to be Oliver, as yes. Ed Oliver is on big, that defense. No it's Oliver, true. The God Chris bless. Robinson transfer. No, he's not even playing football anymore. There's, there's that's, no, that's a soft there's no Ed Oliver and there's no Jonathan Alvarez and Alex Dalton starting at guard in center. Yikes. Josiah St. John's not giving any plays away. Yeah, with his right foot on the <coughs> at the tackle spot. But, I mean, it's just, I think a lot of the Houston thing is storyline really built up because, like, when we were talking to CD, he was like, Oh man, we got that. It's like he's seeing like, oh, it's not, it's not payback, but we definitely got that game in the back of our minds. We got a circle. They weren't even there. Yeah, CD wasn't even there. Well, he was Sooner Squad seventeen. Yeah, that was in sixteen. Yeah. He's, yeah. Like, he's like, we know, we know what what's happened in the past, and I mean, I think they're very they 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 know, but I think that's just time, how much they hate Tom Herman. They might probably, and I, I could easily see no it comment. Being yeah, no a, a big buildup like FAU was with Lane Kiffin, and then Oklahoma just completely routes him in Norman. I could see that as much as I could see Oklahoma winning, you know, what, 48 to 31. I could see that I could too. See, I, I just see them winning like a 56 30 something game where everybody's still burning down, but Oklahoma wins I mean, by 20. I'm just but it's close until the middle yeah. of the third. 24 I could see 24 that. 28. I could see a close game at halftime in Oklahoma. Yeah, like it's a three point game. Separates. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I could see that easily. I, I mean, I'm not saying by any means, and I've said this previously, I don't think Oklahoma, I'm not saying like, oh, they're going to lose, but I'm definitely saying like, I wouldn't dismiss it. I wouldn't dismiss a close game at halftime. I wouldn't dismiss some shit going on. They're wrong. not covering 27. I don't think they will either. No. That's a lot of points. Go ahead and hammer that then. No. Yeah. I, <laughs> absolutely. Um, <laughs> but heading into tomorrow, this should be... If they're... As confident as what they're making themselves out mm-hmm. to be, Texas, it's we're gonna hear some interesting things, especially from Tom Herman. If Tom Herman's Tom. confident, I can already smell the shit on their boots. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> like don't get yourself in trouble. Uh, but no, just the way they just—I don't know. Yeah, it, it's it's gonna be for y'all. It's gonna be an eye opener. It's it it's. But and they're almost honestly like ushered in. Yeah, Texas is. I can see that. It's it, it's it's kind of interesting because everybody follows them. They got the Longhorn networks there. You guys, yeah. did you guys see them today? The, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were in yeah. some of our shots. Yeah, they were yeah. in some of our shots with their microphones. Yeah. Hey, how do you kinda feel about Yeah, absolutely. No comment. Yeah, I mean it's it's just what happens at this point. I mean, like a, the, the fact that they're not they're they only got what nine votes. In mm-hmm. the Big Twelve, nine media. out of I guess seventy-seven, 77 yeah. yeah, was so shocking to me because of how many Texas media members. There oh, because are. you said it was going to be a shit show uh, when uh, it was released. Oh, I thought it was going to be bad. Yeah. I thought Texas was going to be number one mm-hmm. when it got released. <coughs> but so even then, that even kind of is like okay, like if all these other people think right, Oklahoma is going to be you know blah blah blah, but yeah, it's Tom Herman tomorrow. As long as he doesn't give us a ten-minute filibuster, <laughs> I think he's. I, he could probably win. I think they're the biggest story heading into Big 12 Media Days yeah. because they've LSU. I think they're going to get spanked by LSU. I think so. In and Austin. Nobody's talking, and they'll talk about this tomorrow at, at that presser at, when they're on the day, is, is, Tom, you're like 124th out of 129 or whatever in returning production on defense, and yeah. nobody's talking about no, it. Their front, sev- their, their front seven offensive line has some question marks. Yeah. more. Their front seven has more question marks than Oklahoma's. That's concerning. 
Yeah, at, I don't, at the same time, though, you understand that yeah. under Todd Orlando. Yeah, Todd Orlando. Expect, I mean, you're expectations looking, there. Then, then you look at their secondary and you go, okay. Caden Stearns. Caden Stearns. Uh, BJ, BJ Foster. Foster. Caden um, would have been my Big 12 defensive player. He, he was, was mine. mine. He was mine. Yeah, yeah, okay, so we were all on the same page here. Yeah. Yeah. We all had Oklahoma as the offensive player of the year, CD Lamb. I, I think. Had, yeah, I had yeah, CD. And then I had newcomer newcomers, was Jalen Hurts, and then the defensive player was Caden Stearns, and not and Kenneth then, Murray, and not Kenneth Murray, and yeah. then but it, it was flipped. flipped. Yeah, yeah. The now I mean, Sam Ellinger. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a different podcast. Uh, this is a different podcast. Yeah, we're already too far into this, but yeah, no. Tomorrow's going to be. I, who else goes? Iowa State. Matt Campbell. Matt Campbell, Campbell. will be really Matt good. Campbell. Matt Rule. I think Matt Rule will be really good. Matt Rule is a really good interview. Yeah. Matt Campbell's, Campbell's really good. I was going to ask you guys, outside of uh, Tom Herman, of those four coaches, which are you most looking forward to hearing from of those three or four? I mean, I got to. It, it's going to go, go Matt, be, Matt between Campbell and Rule. I mean, because Rule is just really good with the media. Campbell, He's good Campbell in front of a microphone. Campbell Campbell's a football guy. Third yeah. in the conference. One hundred percent. Iowa State's picked third in the conference. Yeah, you want me to read? I, I picked them. That hasn't the, happened. I picked them during the since what? Oh one? Oh yeah, two thousand, two thousand one. They're Seneca like, Wallace. Seneca, Seneca Wallace. Wallace. Yes. Yeah. It took Brown's a generational great. quarterback. Brock Purdy's not a generational quarterback. And that was that was an odd question, by the way. That somebody asked Patterson, like, "Hey, uh, do you do any research about Brock Purdy? Do you know anything about?" Brock? <laughs> I was like, "I was like, who is asking this?" From yeah. the Des Moines Register, but <laughs> it was. I mean. I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to Matt Campbell because all those guys from Mount Union, uh, Campbell, Alex Grinch, mm-hmm. those dudes are straight 100% football guys, laser focused, mm-hmm. no BS, yeah. just shoot you straight, kind of aggressive in manner in which they Full will approach. I mean, uh, questions, yeah. but I mean, he's brought to Iowa State and it's working for him, and that's why people think you know it'll probably work for Alex Grinch because it's been in other, several other spots. I'm looking forward to. Campbell and Matt Rule probably more than Tom Herman to be honest because I don't know G2 I just want to hear I just want <laughs> do they have any of that in the coolers I'm sure they do <laughs> but uh, Tom Herman just to hear how if he could be smoother he just there's uh, guys when they step up on the podium Matt Wells today Lincoln mm-hmm. Riley today smooth. not Les Miles yeah. smooth. it's just like okay these guys kind of get it a little bit yeah. yeah see Tom Herman last year wouldn't have given you that boat of Clunky confidence as shit. Oh, it was bad and so Tom Herman could do a lot tomorrow to help himself mm-hmm. um, I really want some Zach Martin question or ooh, ooh. Zach Smith oh. Zach Smith oh. 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 that's gotta come up tomorrow right someone's gotta ask that so Tom watch it be Brett McMurphy yeah Okay, Mc, I mean, yeah. oh, McMurphy. Which, there? Are, yeah. which of okay, all cool. four of us so, are going to be there? One of us could be the no. one to do it. I'm no. not going to do it. I'm yeah, no, I've got my. Hey, yeah. uh, hey Tom, uh, you do two. you sign all of your text message Just, signatures with OK, okay cool, cool, hook them? Do you? What else? What was listed on there? <laughs> what else was the? Dude, he had know. a podcast. He said something. It's like God. something. It was bad. Just something about female. Yeah. yeah. So yep. I mean, at the end of the day. If that gets brought up, Brett McMurphy is in town, though. He is. Yeah, I saw him. <laughs> he was, was a man about the press area today. Oh, he was absolutely. all over the yes, place. Oh, he was scheming. I love me some Brett McMurphy. He's good. Oh, man. yeah. Hey, all about. he's all about journalism. He's going to go to Facebook. He's going to oh, report yeah. that story. Hell, yes. The biggest of Big J. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He but, makes Big Cat and PFT look like crap. No. Man, for real. <laughs> no. But, hey, we're, we're like almost, we're an hour, 20 minutes Heading to Big 12 Media Days, second day tomorrow. Um, 
Really good to have Braden Conover and Keegan Renault with us. Uh, you know, they're writing for Sooners Wire. You can find that at, you know, at Sooners Wire, but like, you know, talk to us more about where we can find your stuff and your Twitter ads and stuff like that. Yeah, so my Twitter is at Braden OKCLE, B R A Y D E N OKCLE. Mine's a little more original. It's just my name K E G A N R E N E A U, no space. Is that and French? Then, it's kind of. It had LT on it, actually, at the very end. It did. It got taken off. <laughs> so, but, um, but yeah, then you can follow us at Sooners Wire. You can go mm-hmm. USA Today. Um, dot com dot Soonerswire, I believe. Some, Soonerswire dot USA Today. Yeah, that order. I mean, who's the managing editor here? But uh, <laughs> Jeez. Uh, wow. But uh, but yeah, you can go follow our stuff there. That's Brayden fair. had a really good story tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm go gonna have it. one. To, I'm gonna have one tomorrow on the uh, pre- on the presidential changes mm-hmm. and how that affects Oklahoma. Um, I think we were talking about before. Yeah. So. It's gonna be it's gonna be good. We're producing some good, good stuff, so yeah. hope you guys can give give us uh, a read and uh, follow along as we're hoping to take on the you know 2019 mm-hmm. season. So and yeah, guys, I mean they got they're producing a lot of good stuff. And if you guys haven't followed them personally or just at Sooners Wire, you guys should go give them a, a great follow. I mean they're they put out, put out a lot of great content. I mean just like you know like an hour after media days ended we talked about like yeah they have to go turn out a couple stories and it, it, we talked about it before we even started podcasting it's it's all great content so give them a follow give us at sooners wire a follow and of course you know me and jack you can follow me comment and robbie and at boomtown rw follow jack at j larry shields and cc machine um, just a bunch of content dropping while jack's also dropping his yeah, dropping his yeah. but uh hey man going to big <coughs> it happens day two. it'd be like that sometimes so we will check you guys later.